Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. We have some exciting news. We do. That's right. We are about to head to... Great Smoky Mountains. Yes. Is it called Smoky Mountains National... It's called the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. That's correct, yeah. That is it. And yep. it is in both Tennessee and North Carolina. Yes. Yes, both of those um, states. Both of those states, indeed. <laughs> and it's our second trip, and it's actually going to be... A really incredible trip because now we're really looking at things in a different sort of lens because of all of this new adventure that we yes, have with our podcast with our, and our Instagram. our Instagram account. But it also is an opportunity for us to really get to explore for two more days in the Smokies, which we we only were there for about a day. Yeah, um, we previously only hiked for one day in the Smoky Mountains, which, which we, we have an episode about. There is an episode out very yep. soon. Yes, and that was when we hiked the Mount Leconte Trail. Yes, and um, that was a full day hike from like oh. a really early start to. Girl, was it full? Day? Oh yeah, full day. And now we have things to really consider because of the time change. Oh so, yeah, that's true. You know how you want to murder me when I'm like, we have to get up at like 4 a.m. to get in the car so Always. we can get there for sunrise mm-hmm. so that we can get the hiking in and not be lost in the woods in the dark? Well, You're going to tell me that again, I am going to tell you that again. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that again yeah. because we have to get up early. That's but right. it's true because it is we have true. to hike early and hike often. That's right. <laughs> Sounds so. so begrudging about that. It's fine. But especially now that we have to fall back, which... Honestly, when are we getting rid of this thing? Like, I don't like falling back or springing ahead anymore. Like, is daylight savings time really a thing that's necessary? I'm sorry, but like, um, there's no world in which that's going to stop. Uh, well, like, sorry about it, girl. Right. Like, that's it's locked and loaded. It's going to happen every year, and just like stupid. Thanksgiving is Ugh. every year. I don't mind getting the extra hour on the one day where we get it. The thing for me Springing is... Springing forward is the worst, but it is what it is. But I like having longer days during the summer. 
Yeah, but I also don't like to like leave my house in the dark and then get home in the dark. Okay, I feel well, like I'm that's like your choice. That's your life. The mole You've designed man. your life like that. Oh yeah. So that it's that's what my happens. life. That's right. I Col- leave when it's dark <laughs> and I get home when it's dark and I don't get to be outside. Right. Color me overworked. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the your that's title. Right. The that's right. That's my title. Memoir. And I'm such an autumn. <laughs> you yes, you are such an I autumn. I am such an autumn. It's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. It's true. I'm a winter in mm-hmm. what is it color me beautiful is that, mm-hmm. yeah. color me beautiful technically is... speaking yeah i'm a winter because mm-hmm. like i look good in like what red and blue or white and you're more in like muted tones yeah and i'm more in like more saturated i guess is what they say i don't know you know what if somebody knows about color me beautiful yeah just please, write in please school <laughs> these two two queers that's because right we definitely don't know no so here's how it's going to work when we're in the smokies we're really excited about this we're doing what we're calling live episodes. Now, that doesn't mean like we're going to like sit in front of an audience and record them. But we're going to be hiking all day. And we're going to be updating on our Instagram story constantly. And we're going to be recording some things while we're out on the hike. Then we're going to come back. And in the evening, we're going to record the episode about what our hike was that day. And um, intersperse into the episode all of the games we play along the way, all the drag queens that we come up with, and any other special things that happen along the way. Yeah, it's going to be a really interesting um, take on this podcast because, you know, at this point we're really working from past knowledge and we're going to really be living this live and experiencing it. That's why I feel like live is an accurate description of what the experience will be. I think so. Yeah. And I'm super excited to just get back out on the trails. Oh my God. I'm so excited, especially like going to the Smokies in the fall is going to be just everything. Yeah. We haven't really hiked in the fall. We've only really done spring and summer hiking. So I'm interested to see. Shout out to those fans of um, spring awakening listening. Spring and summer every other day. Sure. Yeah. Okay. You don't know Spring Awakening that well. I don't know Spring Awakening that oh, well. Oh, things you need to know. Yeah. In gems. Ca- oh, beautiful gems. Perfect for the car ride. For the core ride. Right. If you right. catch on our Instagram story, us yeah. singing Spring Awakening right. in the car, you'll know why. Exactly. But no, I, I'm really excited to see what it's like to hike in the fall and just experience the seasonal change because obviously I live for the fall and I've slaughtered all of my goats to make mm-hmm. sure that the fall weather is here. So, um I'm I'm just really anticipating. You also it. live for the seasonal allergies. Oh, you know it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's been a while since we've been on the trail. We we actually haven't hiked since April. Yeah, the last time we yeah. went when we were in was California April was in California, which is crazy. Um, Previously on this um, on this on our first trip to the Smokies, we did three national parks. We went to Shenandoah in Virginia, followed by Congaree in South Carolina. And then we did, we dipped back up. We dipped back up. Now we're staying in Asheville, North Carolina, we are. which if you have not been to Asheville, North Carolina, then get in your car and go there today because it is a magical place. So I think we're also going to have a, a trail mix episode where we talk specifically about Asheville and, and yes. really how, 
awesome a city it is. I won't go into much detail here no. other than like it really is my favorite place. Right. We're staying with our friend Nadine Charlson, mm-hmm. who is a watercolor painter and a former professor of mine. Um, and and she, great people. Oh, she's the greatest. And her dog, Asher. And her, mm, who I can't wait to see. I know. <laughs> He's adorable. Yes. Um, so, yes, she is um, a watercolor artist whose work is absolutely incredible. It's we'll put really, her really amazing. information up on our Instagram so yes. that you can follow her. Yeah. Um, and then we'll be headed out to the Smokies each morning mm-hmm. that we're um, in Asheville. Mm hmm. Mike, tell us a little bit about Smoky Mountain National Park. So Great Smoky Mountain National Park is the most visited national park in the United States. That I know. I mean, I would have guessed Grand Canyon was first. But I would have as well. Um, no, Smoky just Mountains from sheer first. size and yeah. volume of people there. Even Yosemite, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess, uh, but Grand Canyon has like, sounds like, you know, the the alpha national park right. of all national right. parks. Because of Grand. Yeah. But there is great and great Smoky Mountains. That is true. There's a lot of pomp in our, our titles there here. There is. Yeah. But it's one of the only, actually it's the only free park of the national park system. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I guess they're all free at some point during the day. I mean, if they're all open well, if there hours. Well, if there aren't rangers at the gates. If there aren't rangers at right. the gates. But, um, technically. Technically, yes. But, um... Yeah, it's that's another interesting little piece of information. The park was um, chartered in 1934 by the U.S. Congress, and then it was officially dedicated in 1940 by FDR. Oh, look at that! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And actually, there is a point in the park. The highest point is Klingman's Dome, and there is a tower there. Um, it's the tallest mountain in Tennessee, actually, Klingman's Dome, and it's the highest point on the Appalachian Trail. From that tower on the top of Klingman's Dome, you can actually see seven states, which is wow. pretty crazy. Which um, states? I well, mean, Tennessee, North Carolina. Tennessee, yeah, North Carolina, probably. West Virginia? South Carolina, S- probably Kentucky, yeah. maybe Georgia. Yeah, because yeah, Georgia's right there. Maybe Alabama. I don't know. That's pretty crazy. Maybe Virginia. Maybe. Um, no, so. but Virginia's not right. I know. I'm not thinking of my geography right now. No, I'm not either. Correctly. Okay. So, but it's also um, one of, the, it's also known as the salamander capital of the world because there are 30 different species of salamanders that live in the national park. Wait. So there are 38 different 30, species. 30, just 30. Of, oh, 30 different mm-hmm. species of salamander mm-hmm. at all? I guess so. Wow. wow. And they are all contained. Did you know what happened is that star with the rainbow just passed us and it said, the more, <laughs> the you, more know, you know. The more you know. The more you know. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there is a ton of stuff to do. There's so many trails within the park itself because yeah. it's, it's massive. I mean, it takes oh, up yeah. a pretty good chunk of Tennessee and parts of North Carolina. Absolutely. So there's a lot of other things that are very close to the park like there Gatlinburg Tennessee yes. and Dollywood oh, and, um, Pigeon Forge. and Pigeon Forge uh-huh. so there are I've many been there many times yeah there are many things not Dollywood I've never been to Dollywood mm, dreams dreams <laughs> hopes um hopes dreams things things <laughs> the park there itself is like one evening we could maybe go to Dollywood when we're there maybe but we also have other things we want right. to accomplish right so Things to things, things to, to dream about. about. Things to dream about. Dream a little dream for me. Things to consider 
in real time oh if yeah they happen in real time because this episode's going to be coming to you the week that we leave oh yeah oh yeah now that we're talking about the week that we leave yes we are headed down on wednesday november the 7th correct and this is coming to you on monday november the 5th however there is an extremely important day between november 5th and november 7th and that is election <laughs> election tuesday november 6th that's correct this is an incredibly important year oh my goodness first the of all most important every year is an important year when it comes to voting yes Mike, do you know what is the sexiest thing to me? Civic duties. Oh, people who exercise their civic duties. Right, like jury duty. Uh, Like, it is just, it gives me all of the feelings. It does. And this, uh, I really don't, I don't see any reason why one should not vote. Right. And I will tell you this. Like, I understand that there are situations in which especially right now between um, different laws or things trying to be passed where you have to like show ID and all these things, which like some people, Native Americans in North Dakota, for example, like their only listed address is a PO box because they live on reservations. And because of this, that's not technically considered an address and therefore they can't um, have access to voting. I say all of that because um, when I was young, I remember my mom who she, when she taught me about voting, she said, um, you know, she was talking about how, you know, different people run and there are different political parties who believe in different things. And she, at the time, um, didn't necessarily affiliate herself with the political party. I Mm -hmm. think she does lean more toward one now. Um, but at the time she didn't. And I asked her, you know, well, what if you don't believe in either? Is there a situation where you wouldn't vote? And she said, too many women have fought and died for my right to be able to do this. So to not show up and vote is like spitting on their graves. Wow. And I'll never forget her telling me that. So my thing is like, I will always vote because it's your voice. It's your vote. And I was watching some interviews with people who were saying that they weren't going to vote. And I literally heard somebody say like, no, I'm going to save my vote for like the presidential election. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like you don't, you don't, you aren't allotted so many right, of them. Right. Like, you get a chance every time there's right. a vote. Like every time there is an election, you have a right to vote. Yeah. So uh, make your vote count every time. Yeah. I mean, I especially just feel like, I mean, without leaning too hard into any specific ideology right now or sure. anything like that, there's just so many things that are happening currently that really need to be addressed. Yes. And it's really important that you're, you're exercise, not only exercising your right to vote, but really making informed decisions about who you're throwing your weight behind. Yes. You are just one person, but one person does really make a difference. And it adds up. It really does. Oh, yeah. Let's so, talk about the senator who, like, the two senators that tied, like in the last midterms and literally like their name got pulled out of a fishbowl. 
Really? Yes. Wow, all the things you're teaching okay. me right now. Girl, you need yeah. to get up on your politics. Well, I mean, this is just like... <gasps> politic. 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 Her sister is heretic. <laughs> <laughs> the House of Tick. It's yeah. spelled T-I-Q-U-E. Mm-hmm, I like it. Politic. Adder to the list. Yes. Um, politic. No, I just feel like um, that's like stuff that is a n- not necessarily typical election oh, no. stuff it's, so no, it's like it's that not typical not i don't want to like give it credence as like a fringe thing but it is an atypical thing that would happen in like an election sure so but i i really just i really am so flabbergasted when i meet someone that says that they don't vote like uh, i don't understand it, totally. that yes and i really just feel like it's so incredibly important like we're at the the moment where you know, our voices really, really start to have, I think, more of an impact. Um, yeah, we're at the moment where impact. we're at the moment where at our age, there's a lot of people that can start running for really important office and, and really start throwing their ideal ideology behind things and exactly. really start to make a difference. And I just feel like it's, it's really just like a slap in the face when someone's like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to vote. You know, there's no reason. My vote doesn't matter. Wrong. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. Absolutely wrong. So with that, um, please just vote. Right. Lyft is actually giving people rides for free to the polls. That's awesome. On November the 6th. That's amazing. So um, if you are listening to this when it came out, tomorrow is election day. Right. So get on it, girl. Like, Like, you need to make the time. You need to get up early or you need to go there at lunch or you need to go there right afterwards. The polls will stay open. I know like at least in the state of New York, if you are in line when the polls close, you still get to vote. That's incredible. They have to at the end of the line. Right. So um, do your research. Yep. Um, Even in local elections for school boards, things like that. That's really important to really like be informed about who you're putting weight behind, you know, right. as teachers, I can tell you that sometimes whoever's get gets voted in, it's because of where their name is on the ballot, not because of uh-huh. people have done their research to know if they're an excellent candidate or not. Mm-hmm. And I know it happened recently. So, it, you know, it's something that you really just need to do a little bit of research on before election day. That's right. It, and research, I'm just going to say this, is that um, I feel like as a nation, like I feel like in the 90s, people were really like single issue voters. Mm -hmm. However, and that's still around. I mean, I'm sure there are some people who are like, oh, I literally just choose who I vote for based on their stance on abortion or their stance on marriage equality or whatever it is. However, I feel like more than ever now, we have moved beyond the single issue thing. Right. And like, not only have we moved beyond it, like we as citizens are required to move beyond it. Right. Because there are just so many things on the table now. And while you can say all day, like, well, I really wish like this just wasn't a political thing. Unfortunately, it is. Yeah. So now we have to make choices about it. Yeah. It wasn't you or me that did it, but a collective body of people have made certain things political that we now have to say, okay, 
if if you feel strongly about this, then then you need to do some stepping up here. Right. Your first way to do that is to show up tomorrow at the right. polls. Right. And there's there's two things that I want to you know just touch on too is I just for me I just feel like now in the era that we're in, especially like you're saying not being a single issue voter. Um, it just is always so amazing to me to people that are diehard for a party that just yeah. blindly throw weight behind a particular political party. And no matter, you know, who they're casting up for a candidate, they're just going to vote for them. Um, whereas that I feel like that is that's something of the past. And it's amazing for me that people just become diehards like that and don't really kind of think beyond that person that's the figurehead or the the candidate for that role. And to counter that, what you just said, I will say it's not really a counter. It's sort of like an addition is that, um, right. I totally feel, feel you is that like, um, the two party system is very tough at times Yeah, yeah, and really hard. And like, I mean, Green Party is trying to go strong, but it's like we've never had anyone get right. like uh, anyone like really get, I guess, elected to president from Green Party. Right. Though I think the Green Party has given us other other people in other offices. However, people who don't vote because they are frustrated with, with either candidate that's or no, I'm I mean specifically like people who don't vote because they're like I just don't really like the two party system. Well, that is the way it is right now, girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you need to just, like, this is something where you go, like, okay, well, if you're frustrated, like, you need to participate so that you can make a change. Right. All right? And if you don't like the two-party system, then make some steps and challenge it. Right. You can do that at a local level. And there are so many ways to do that, and there's so many resources out there available to help people to do that. But... The only way to make any of those differences is by participating. Right. Participation is the only way to move things forward. Yeah. So you got to do it from the inside. This is not a situation where we can step on the outside and like change things from the outside. You got to do it like from within. Right. And with that, please just go vote tomorrow. Please go vote. Like vote for who you believe in, who um, inspires you and who um, who you believe will make a difference and, and a better play, a better world. that you feel shares your values. Right. So, you know what? I'm all worked up now. Yeah, you are. Let's play a game. Okay, let's play a game. Just like all of our episodes, we are going to end this trail mix with a game. And today, it's a new game. What game are we playing today, Mike? We're going to be playing Dinner Party today. Right. And you might have like encountered a question like this, like, oh, you're throwing a dinner party, and who would you invite? Who's right. living or dead? However, when we play, it has to be a very, very specific kind of dinner party. Exactly. And a specific theme, because guest list um, goes hand in hand with theme. It's true. And what is today's theme, Mike, of the theme of this dinner party? Political party. <gasps> Political party. That's right. So, see what I did there? I did see what you did there. Okay. So, who are you inviting to dinner to your political party? Um, 
how many people are allowed to come to my party? You're allowed party? to bring three. Oh, I can bring three people. That's okay. it. It's you and three other people. It's me and three other people. And they can be living or dead, correct? Yes, living or dead. Mm, okay. So I am going to say um, that I would definitely invite myself, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She would be on the list Mama, for sure. Mama Ginsburg. Mama Ginsburg. Um, I'm also feeling like I want some Eleanor Roosevelt action. I feel like she was oh. such a champion for so many underserved and underprivileged people. Um, and she really worked hard um, as a first lady. I feel like she would be such an interesting guest to have at that dinner party. I feel like my last guest would be someone from abroad. Um, just to give a little bit of a shakeup to what I've got going on in this American dinner party here. So maybe I would invite, and I'm going to go with a trifecta of women here. I think I'm going to invite Princess Diana of Wales. Oh, Diana. Yeah. Because I feel like those are some pretty kick-ass ladies, and I feel like they'd be able yes. to offer up a lot of interesting conversation and insight onto a myriad of issues completely i 100 percent agree with you and when i was thinking about this i was like yeah there are definitely no white dudes at my party like i've decided great even though like initially i was like harvey milk might be an interesting choice mm. but but no i harvey milk um did not get an invitation okay time. all right um, so who's coming to your dinner party who's then? coming to my political dinner party mm -hmm. Okay, so right off the bat, I am bringing Michelle Obama. Great. Because I, um, we share a birthday. Oh, I. That's right. January Capricorns forever. 17th Capricorns, right? Who are like almost Aquariuses, mm -hmm. but firmly Capricorn. Then. Um, You're not an Aquarius by any means. Oh, no, no. No, no. I am firmly a Capricorn. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, the, the next one is um, Harriet Tubman. Because oh, great. I want to know. I want to. I want. I just want her to spill all the tea on literally everything. Yeah. Like, I want to know. Uh, I have a million questions, and I just feel like, like if I ever had the chance to talk to anybody, it would be her. Hmm. Um. Then, um, Edith Wilson is my third. Um, is my third pick. Oh. She was the second, the second Mrs. Wilson. She was the second wife of Woodrow Wilson, and when he was incapacitated from his stroke exactly. she ran the country she for a bit literally ran the country just a bit so i just feel like lady all president the fierce powerful female leaders i'm here for look it. at us with our our lovely dinner parties absolutely maybe we should have a joint dinner party and then we could commingle oh my god commingle i love oh, that yeah I'm i feel like that. there'd be some like really interesting conversation This has been Trail Mix by Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and all of the places where podcasts can be found. And we absolutely so deeply appreciate it when you give us ratings and you write us reviews. Um, so if you enjoy this podcast, um, leave us a review. We would love you for that forever. Follow us on Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks and on Twitter at Gaze at the Parks. That's Gaze, G-A-Z-E. 
We'll see you at the end of the week for our live episode from Smoky Mountain National Park. Stay tuned. Just spent the last... Are you fucking chewing gum? No. Yes, you are. I was before, but we weren't recording before. But now, did you swallow it? No, it's in my cheek, like a chipmunk. Get the fuck... Get it out of your (laughs) mouth. You cannot record a podcast with gum in your mouth.